This is the Morning Sports Desk for Monday, July 10th. Alrighty, CJ. Officially now, half number one for the Minnesota Twins has come to a close. We're actually just over halfway through the 2023 Major League Baseball season. Uh huh. Let's start with the Major League Baseball draft, which began yesterday. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the kickoff to the halfway point of the season. The Twins pick a high school kid right out of the gate. You got any nuggets on this guy? So the the thing about the high school kid who the Twins picked, uh, the top-rated North Carolina prospect out of high school, the highest kind of thought-of prospect out of North Carolina prep-wise since Corey, Josh Hamilton. Oh, wow. That's a nice... A nice little nugget there. Uh, Hopefully less drug problems. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully a lot. The thing about the kid who they just drafted, his name is Walker Jenkins. Yep. Uh, He is the number five uh, five overall pick. Uh, After he got drafted, uh, not even an hour after being selected number fifth overall, uh, he went over to a local church and signed autographs for kids who came to his watch party. It's very cool. So, yeah, hopefully that's... uh, a little bit more of a step in the right direction. So he is like, this is what I know of him. Yeah. Um, the stuff I've seen about this Major League Baseball draft is there were five guys who in any other year would have gone number one overall. Uh-huh. It was a five-player draft. Like five of the five really, really, really good players. Yep. And the Twins had picked number five. And so theoretically, it's pretty easy. You just... Wait for you. Whichever guy is left, you take, and right. that's what the twins did. Nice. The the skinnies and Clark, uh, uh, and uh, is that Cap- how you say that guy's name? Skinnies, skinnies. It's kind of goes back and forth. The pitcher on, from LSU yes, who went number one, correct? Who, the starter who throws over a hundred miles an hour. Yes. yes. Yeah, that guy went number one overall because uh, the other guy from LSU didn't want to play for Pittsburgh. So sure. And then he went to the Nationals. The Tigers took the top-rated high school prospect, and then at number four was the Texas Rangers. They took Wyatt Langford, who is the outfielder for the Florida Gators. I was hoping the Twins would land him just as uh, this guy's a college player, so theoretically he'll get to the big leagues faster. Uh, But the Twins get a solid player, uh, theoretically, in Walker Jenkins. Now, who is this guy? Uh, There's not really a ton to know about him other than he just uh, plays a lot of High school baseball was with Team USA, doing a lot of prospect stuff. Probably eventually be he's listed as a center fielder, probably plays a corner outfielder. The Twins normally like to draft, Corey. Uh, uh, high, uh, they don't like high school players typically. They want to draft college bats because they figure it's a faster path to the big leagues. You have more scouting. You have more ability to see them. You like The floor and the ceiling are more kind of the floor and the ceiling shrink a little bit and you kind of know more what you're getting instead of banking on hype but the twins just can't help themselves they took another uh left-handed white guy who plays corner outfielder and they just they love those guys and it should probably be mentioned i i think this this is maybe fair you can correct me if i'm wrong the twins probably like to take go that college route when they don't have the number five pick in a yeah. consensus five player draft, right, right, that the, it is still always the case that um, when you're that high in the draft, uh, 
mm-hmm. and there's a guy who would be the number one overall pick in any other year, he lands in your lap. You take him. It doesn't matter. It's it's actually better that he's 18 and not 23. Right. So, um, so that you know, I'm sure these other guys that they picked, they did pick. Um, uh, Charlie Soto is his name, a pitcher. 17 years old, yeah. 17-year-old Charlie Soto. And then they took Arizona State second baseman Luke Keyshaw with the 49th pick. So the draft does continue today. And, yeah, now is when you start to see – this is where you start seeing those 23-year-old college seniors, all who have a COVID year, so are going to mm. be 24 soon. Right. Uh, or uh, you see – Get their pick. Right. Or 18-year-old kids who there's they're getting drafted in the 20th round and there's no way they're actually going to go – Sign that big league contract. They're going to go play in college for a couple more years. And, right. Yeah. Do they're that. the high school stud at a uh, high school of you know they're the the K through twelve is like you know four hundred people or something. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, here's another note on Twins number five overall pick Walker Jenkins. Twins vice president of amateur scouting Sean Johnson said they got help on Walker Jenkins. Again, he played a lot of Team USA baseball. They got a lot of help from. Michael Kadire. Oh, interesting. Who has known Jenkins for years on the national team. Uh, he said, quote, I think Cuddy and anyone else from Team USA group would call him Captain America. You heard that a lot. Uh, he's a 5 tool player. We love his swing. We think he's going to have a chance for real power. He's a big kid. He's like 6'4", 6'5". Okay. Uh, and uh, he moves pretty well, so he can really throw, and we think he can really defend. So that's the quote. And that's an interesting thing, because Kadair still does technically work for the Twins kind of as a liaison like, hey, show up in the minor leagues for like a month and kind of tell us what you think about like these five guys and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. having Michael Kadire, who's a really prominent role on the Team USA coaching staff, kind of gives you a little bit of insider information. Doug Mankiewicz really likes him too. Yep. I saw that tweet uh, rolled out last night. And then, of course, the sarcastic response to all of this is, I can't wait for him to make the big leagues, and then they'll just DH him. <laughs> the 20-30, well, the other thing is that the Twins take a long, it's just baseball prospects take a while to get up, and especially since he's a high schooler, the 20-30 Twins are in real good shape. Right, right. How long did Maurer take to get called up? Well, Maurer was drafted in 2000, right? The summer of 2000, and he made his debut in 03, 04, like 04. That's what I'm asking. I don't remember. So I think it's like four years. Royce Lewis, number one overall pick by the Twins, drafted in 2017, made his big league debut in 2022. Now there's a COVID year. There's an ACL tear in there. So maybe he ascends a little bit faster. But I think three to four years is probably the window, unless there's a massive, unless he's just, again, he's a really good prospect. So if he just jumps through the ranks he'll probably get as high as maybe the florida league this year high low a he'll probably get as high as low a yeah maybe I think, low you know one unless, of the a balls unless he uh you know unless he goes crazy and has some sort of like ellie de la cruz sort of oh my gosh this guy's just different than everyone else uh-huh one of the great speaking of which that guy plays for cincinnati correct yes one and of the yeah he's just a monster uh i had somebody I don't remember who it was, you know, some some like national sports talk guy. He's he actually picked De La Cruz when he got called up as the National League MVP. 
He's Jeez. like, mark my words, this guy is just different, and what else is happening over there? Mm-hmm. And uh, he might be right. <laughs> he, I mean, <laughs> it's an unbelievable pick. It's crazy. So for those who don't know, Ellie De La Cruz is a prospect for the Reds, and he got called up. He's been mashing the ball, but he hit an RBI single to tie the game. I don't know who they're playing, but he, I think Milwaukee maybe. So he got on base after just giving his team the lead. Very next pitch, he steals second base. Yep. And then on the very next pitch, he steals third base. Yep. And then, just for the cherry on top, he sees that the third baseman, the pitcher, and the catcher are napping. So he says, you know what? On the very next pitch, I'll just steal home. And he does. And he does. And, and did. That's amazing. Amazing. Yeah, it sounded. It sounds like he, uh, he took advantage of... Um, some of the new rules that exist in baseball, right? Like, like there was not some shifting that was going on, but like there, there was just something you defensively can't pick, that made sense, right? You can't uh, have fifty pickoffs, right? So uh, it might have been just like a straight steal a second, mm-hmm. but he took third because they were shifted way over, right? You don't, you can't shift all the way around, but you can still put your shortstop pretty much right behind second, yeah, and your third base went over. So then it's just a foot race. He took third, and then there was some uh, – it's not that they were napping. It's that they were waiting for the pitch com to tell them what pitch. Oh, yeah. So yeah. he caught them in the middle of uh, pitch com communication and just, <laughs> while they were sitting there waiting to figure out what pitch was going to be thrown. Uh-huh. Uh, he broke. Dang. Um, amazing. It's crazy. Uh, speaking of cr- things that drive us crazy, uh, Minnesota Twins got swept by the Orioles after sweeping the Royals. So after all of that fun, the Twins are in second place in the division, yep. one game under five hundred. Into the All-Star break, things are not going well. The team was booed off the field in their 15-2 loss yeah. yesterday. Kyle Gibson, by the way, former twin, yep. uh, seven innings, two earned runs. Uh, that's not necessary. I love Kyle Gibson. I'm a big Kyle Gibson fan, but that's not necessarily an indictment on how good he's been pitching. It's more of an indictment on how bad the Twins' offense has been. And We struck out 11. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle Gibson, remember that guy—the guy who doesn't strike anyone remember, out. Remember the sinker ball pitcher yeah, who's yeah. a ground ball guy. Yep. Yeah, yeah, eleven strikeouts. Uh, just goes to show you this. Uh, there are things on this Twins team that need uh, some more productivity, mainly the offense. But Derek Falvey, the Twins' president of baseball operations, talked to the media before the game yesterday okay. and had his kind of first half thoughts. With the media, here's what he had to say about the offense. At the end of the day, I think it's guys. Some guys in there need to perform better, right? And they know that. You know, they're not they're not shying from that. They've said that to you all. So I, I think that when I say most of it comes from within, when I look at the top of our lineup and I look at the key cogs of our offense and the guys we expect to perform for us, those guys are going to need to carry us. And we've seen it at different junctures, even the last couple of weeks when they have for us. So I'm just saying that the reality is, you know, we always talk about deadline and potentially ways to add, but. I think the, the crux of it is is that the vast majority of your production is going to come from most of the 26 you already have in that room. So can we add and complement that? Sure, but I don't think it's um, – I think those guys are going to have to perform and be the engine that, that we built for the team. Any thoughts, Corey? I think I agree with that completely. Yeah? What? Who are you going to – you're going to go get Aaron Judge? You're going to go get Paul you go get Goldschmidt? Pete, Paul, you're going to get Pete Alonzo, who, by the way, is on pace to hit another 50 home runs. Mm-hmm. That guy's an awesome hitter, apparently. Amazing. Um, home run derby is going to be fun tonight. Um, Like, what are you going to – what are you going to do? If you're a person who's clamoring for the Twins to go do something, 
give me a, a specific what are you going to do and not just uh, this team needs to do something. Yeah. I think I agree with him. I think um, guys like Correa and mm-hmm. guys like Buxton have been disappointing. Right. That's yeah. It's been a disappointing first half from them, offensively speaking. It's been a non-existent defensive production for Buxton, so I can't even – not even allowed to comment on that. Um they they stink on offense, and as you we were talking a little earlier, um, sometimes you are what your record says you are. This mm-hmm. is a five hundred baseball team, like they walloped Kansas City. Congratulations, who stinks, and they lost to a team with an above five hundred record, like a like a a well. I, what are they? Two three games over five hundred, Baltimore, yeah. like they. That's this is who they are. This is who the twins are. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. And the the main point of that Derek Falvey quote that I'm taking away is: Look, we can add as many guys as you want, but and you touched on it, Corey. We can you can add as many guys as you want, but ultimately we're banking on Correa and Buxton and some of these guys to be our hitters and be productive, and they just haven't. And the thing with the thing with, like you said, you can't just do something. I know there's a lot of people who are saying you gotta, you gotta fire Rocco, fire the hitting coach, you gotta fire somebody to send a message. And look, as much as I'd like them to make some kind of changes or do some kind of moves, it's all kind of just window dressing at this point. Even the 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 team only meeting that they had a week ago, outside of the Kansas City games, they haven't gotten above three like three runs a game. Right. So like the the thing is. They've already made their bed. Even firing Rocco, like even doing some of this stuff, they've already made their bed and they're lying in it. And they can pull the covers one way or the other, but they're still in a very poorly made bed right now. And uh, it's important to understand too. Like one of the names I've I've seen thrown out there, and this is not by like professionals. This is just by people who want uh, like twins to fans who are trying to yeah yeah and. And by the way, I fall. In, I like to complain about my sports teams too. So I'm not saying I'm um, immune from this, but it's just a thing I don't disagree with, or I don't agree with. Is like Sonny Gray. I've seen trade Sonny Gray, for example. Uh huh. Because this team's not going anywhere. You might as well get a prospect for him. The thing is about having Sonny Gray in this Twins organization, in my opinion, is in the last two years. You went out of your way to sign Byron Buxton to a long-term lucrative deal. Right. And you went out of your way to go after and get Carlos Correa to a long-term lucrative deal. You don't get you don't sign Byron Buxton and Carlos Correa to then trade away one of the aces of your staff for the future. Right. They're not in a for the future mode right now. They they're a win now team. Uh-huh. That's why you got Buxton. That's why you got Correa. That's why they are doing everything they can to keep Royce Lewis healthy and playing at the major league level. This offense stinks. You have to assume it can't get worse. Right. That's they, you just have to the 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 layout that they've thrown out in front of themselves is it's not going to be this bad. They have to keep their fingers crossed that it isn't in the second half. That's pretty much that's pretty much their best best path forward. Is just hope that the things that you were betting on end up coming to fruition in the second half. All right, I need to run, but I'm going to leave you with this. Okay. Outside of the 
hitting outside of the pitching, outside of the hitting, what were you know some highlights, some things that you think and hope get better for the second half? Well, I mean, the one thing is when you're talking about with the Twins, when you're talking about their offense and, and trying to exclude that, the one thing is the bullpen. The Twins kind of need to refigure out that hierarchy. You know, Brock Stewart should be back for the second half as a reliever. You have Griffin Jacks, you have Yuan Duran. The only problem is you really don't kind of have much of a makeup behind that. Jorge Lopez has been up and down. Uh, you have Giovanni Moran who's been up and down. The Twins haven't really gotten much from some of the guys they've called up. So, like, there's the bullpen kind of needing to reshuffle and figure out that hierarchy for the second half is important. Um, and I guess just the other thing is just more of kind of watching uh, the storyline with some of these Twins prospects and Max Kepler and Joey Gallo and how long do the Twins kind of hold out on those two guys above prospects like Walner and Larnick who are hitting in St. Paul because they have no other choice to. So we'll see how that plays out in the second half. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Monday, July 10th.